Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Reno's in Vegas here, ESPN Las Vegas, ESPN Reno, Willie Ramirez. Great job covering the uh, Shrine Bowl festivities this morning. We'll have more of the interviews with the kids who are playing in the Shrine Bowl. He'll tell us about the event as well as they gave out the uh, Pat Tillman Award. And I know you got to uh, be around some of the kids who have been uh, treated by the Shriners Hospital. Game is tomorrow, 5.30 kickoff again. Tickets at Ticketmaster. They start at 19 bucks plus fees, and all the proceeds go to the hospital. Justin Watkins is here. What's going, what's going on, buddy? Happy to be in, man. You're a little, a uh, little spiffy, a little spiffy. What's going on here with hey, the? You, know. you got a coat on, button-down shirt, photos. You know, oh, really? Marketing photos. Okay. You, you know, now that we put our faces on the brand. Wait, what? Is this, this is this breaking news? What do we got going on? Breaking news. We haven't done this for ten years. We've been marketing Battleborn for over uh, God, twelve years now. 11 years, we never used our faces. Here we go. Now that he's doing the radio spot, the ego. (laughs) You have to change your spot. I feel feel like one of your spots is all about, you know, everyone kind of blowing up their name. (laughs) You're here. We're here. Put the photos on. You guys are very trustworthy. Yeah. You guys are very trustworthy. If you look at those faces, you and Matt were like, that's my guy. Those are my guys. That's what you see. When you look at there, when I I see it, I say, I need to be on the radio. (laughs) Uh, When I see it, I'm like, wait, what is going on here? Why is Justin not in a convertible with like giant chains and super expensive rings like Flash and stuff? Yeah. No. Not your style. Not my style. Always the truck. Always the four wheel (laughs) drive. You know. And the, the monster beard is gone. Well, I'm, I'm bringing it back. I think that's I, very relatable. The monster beard? Yeah. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's Adam's coming look, back. You know, it doesn't take long. It doesn't take long. Oh, is that okay? No, it, it, comes, it comes in quick. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, we, I am digging the cufflinks. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, he's all about style. Yeah. yeah. Willie Willie and I have had the conversation about whatever this thing is on my face, yeah. about the, the multicolored thing, and we've yeah. been going round and round on what to do. And so, You know what's funny about that is my wife calls me a ginger because of my beard, mm. but I'm like... My hair is not red, but she doesn't know because she never knew me when I had hair. So she just swears on this ginger oh, kid, wow. and it's this ongoing family debate. Or I'm like, no, my hair was brown. Willie's but, very judgmental because he he uh, primps and uh, preps all the time. He's got a, a whole team of stylists. Yeah, he judged my beard as being kind of sloppy and dirty looking. Let, let me see. Put your head up. Uh, we don't Look need up. to judge mine. Look up. I need to see the line. It's all about the oh, line. There's no line. There's I, no line. I need a lawyer. I, I actually did shave. I know you need a lawyer. Because <laughs> I, I misrepresent what he says all yes, the time. This, 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 we this, go this, quick. This, it's radio. No. It, Steve is just the context twister to, oh, just to get to get laughs and whatever because the, he brought the initial conversation up. I, I never judge anybody or even brought it up. He actually was the initial judgee talking about. Hmm, your goatee looks a little dark. And I yeah. said, yes, because I don't like 17 colors going through. So, yes, I color it. And I don't care because I don't want different colors. And yeah. he said, that's what I got going on. Right. So wow. I didn't judge. That was a lot more I judged, I, yeah. I judged me. clearly yeah. a direct shot at me. Yeah. And I started thinking, like, hey, maybe I'll do something. Yeah, I'm, I'm a real beard judger, actually, just because I love my beard barber. So I'm going I'm I'm to send you. A beard barber? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the person. Oh, I don't need a. I don't need a haircut, no. right? But my barber, no. who does my beard, trims it up. God, nice. I'm a big, big fan. So I'm going to send you. You're going to give me some availability. I'm going to book an appointment for help. you, and I'm going to set it up. 
I want to grow it out so that it doesn't look like uh, nether region parts. Yep. The more I grow it out, it just it's gross. It dude. gets sloppy. I'm sorry. That, that, that's what it is. I'm not gonna, well, I don't. Yeah, you know, whatever. Um, by the way, I did a little bit of TV today, and this is why I do very little TV. Yeah. God, they got me in a stand up. I'm um, sideways. They the first camera shot had straightforward. Like the hair is high enough that it covers the bald spot, and then I forgot. Then I need to like you know kind of like cover and sh- like shake out the back a little bit to get that Chris Berman spray on hair. Yeah. Because then we did a stand up from the side and I'm like ah the bald spot. You also forgot there's one there's got one hair sticking out. So it looks like you groomed it, but you got one that's sticking. Where out. is it on the beard? No. Yeah, yeah, up top. Near, oh, it's, it's come just, on. It's it's great. I just need you to look up. I need to see your line. I need to see your beard. There's, completely different, there's no line. Hey, you know, that's not bad. He's you also, do it yourself? He, he's this also was got a three-minute shave this morning. He's also got a bald spot just beneath the chin. <laughs> I mean, it's so judgmental. This is what happens. It's so judgmental. He's like, I'm not judging. Yeah. I didn't judge. I'm not judging. I'm pointing out. Yeah, see, now there's no, never go, I can never go back now. I got the face on the billboards now. It's important stuff. Uh, you asked for it. I, I know. got to keep it up. By the way. Yeah? yeah, everyone's got a beard barber. Danny, you got a beard barber? Yeah. Barber? No. All right. We'll get. Apparently, we're going to get you one of two. Yeah, you're well, in. Gonna, you're both in. I'm. I'm going to get you set up with my with my team. I love it. They sit you back at the hot. Oh, towel. it's nice. Yeah. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at Four. Number four. Let's talk about the transition locally of the retail world. All over the state of Nevada, Reno and Las Vegas. We see all these empty strip malls here. You know what we do have? They're popping up everywhere. We already had a lot of fast food restaurants in both towns. They keep coming, right, Willie? They do. And at McDonald's, happened to mention, they're opening 1,900 locations in 2023. Um, 400 of them will be in the U.S. and then some internationally operated markets. And then 1,500 in developmental licensee and affiliate markets. But you know, I was really sad. I was walking through the Meadows Mall, which I remember back in the day. Love the mall. It's where we grew up. Yeah. Yes. And the food court is down to like three. Pl- I never. I haven't been there. I haven't been to that side of the mall. First of all, because one of the guys, one of the tailors that I go to is on the other side. By the way, the, my barber's up in there as well. Um, I walked in there and I was like, where is everything? It boards on everything. There were three. I was devastated. I didn't even know it was open. I thought the Mills Mall was closed. No. For real. God forbid. <laughs> we call it the ghetto's mall because, well, you can take the boy out of the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of the boy. I went to elementary school right next to Mills Mall, right across, across the street. street across R- Route 5. Yep, yeah. that's right. Five, yep. So I did all my school shopping at Mervyn's. Yes, oh, wow. And then you go right next door to Payless Shoes yep. to get your... Flip on vans, the checker, that's it for the full year. Did you go to Western? <laughs> no. No. My dad taught at Western for 30 years, though. Uh, I went to Cheyenne. Oh, okay. I, built it I have lived five miles from the Meadows Mall for seven years now. Never been there. Yep. I drive yep. around it a lot. There's nothing to go in there for. The, the, the whole mall era. You guys are so stuck. The damn up. shame. You guys are stuck. Stuck. Up. Up. Both stuck up. What, what do you mean there's nothing to go in there for? Did you buy something there? I just got done saying my tailor's in there. Yeah, bro. No, stuck up. You can't call it stuck up when you're going going to the mall. I don't have any of those things. What do you mean? (laughs) Stuck up means I mean you're too good for those places. Yeah, I'm I'm not too. I I go in there like a cinnamon bun, something without shouting out every company possible. Cinnabon's gone. Oh Oh, man, is it? Damn, Foot Locker in there, still going. 
He doesn't know. Because he really didn't walk I, through. You didn't I, look, you he, walk through. He tried to go. He that's tried downstairs. To, you didn't patronize. No, that was downstairs. The a couple of girls downstairs. I didn't go downstairs. I, wa- I walked from the tailor in the barber shop yeah. all the way down to the other end. Yeah. So, and then, I, and the reason I like going there is because it's easy access and the owners know me. So, if I see something oh, or if, if there's something, they can send me from the other two shops around town and then they have it sent over. Number three. If you're on a fixed budget, you know Nevada way more than we do because you were a public servant. You were up north a lot. What's the best small town if you're like, you know what? Done with Clark County. Done with Las Vegas. Going to retire to here. Genoa. Huh? Genoa, Nevada. Really? It's the first township in the state of Nevada. Okay. Um, And it's right at the base of the mountains that creates Lake Tahoe. Not far from Carson City. In between, Kind of in between Carson City and Minden. Uh, they have hot, natural hot springs there. They still have the mm. m- longest continuously operated and opened hotel in the state of Nevada. Okay. That still operates off of oil lanterns and stuff. No. Cool stuff. Okay. Yeah. That'd be good for a quick visit. I don't know if I'm going to retire. No, there. no, no. The, it, beautiful houses there. It's become cool. like, it's really, really nice place. It to actually live. seems like that's a trend across the West. People are looking for smaller towns, even yep. if, you know, as I'm a weather guy, but even if it's cold, they're, they're. You know, going to those spots. Willie loves lists. Any kind of list that comes up on his Google thing. Um, so, best city or yeah. state? Best state to retire? Where, where, where best cities. I, I okay. don't know why this popped up. Okay. Maybe Google's you're thinking listening. about retiring. Yeah. yeah, maybe Google's listening. They're to always me. listening. Well, they heard me talk about Tom Brady. They heard me yeah. talking about Cofield. We're waiting for Cofield to retire. But <laughs> the best cities to retire on $2,000 a month. Of course I'm going to hit that and scroll through. Why not? Gotcha. I can do the show remote. I Okay. The number Man, one on schedule place. now. Okay. <laughs> the number one place. <laughs> Monthly expenditures fifteen hundred sixty nine dollars and eleven cents is the average. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh. Oh, other God. places include other places include Fargo, North Dakota. Ah, I'm, I'm oh not going there. I'm boy, not going get there. Matt in here. He'll tell you. Abilene, Texas. Baytown, Texas. Parma Heights, Ohio. You familiar with that, Steve? That's in your neck of the woods. Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. Not going there. What? You, uh, I'm not even making a face. You haven't hit one yet where yeah. I'm like, okay. I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's, it looks like fluorescent Missouri. Right. Longview, Texas. San Angelo, Texas. And North Royalton, Ohio. The most expensive of the 10, $1,715.74 is the average monthly expenditure. But apparently being near the water is not a premium or that's not in the budget. Ohio and Texas sound like the two states that have... The least expensive places to live. Yeah, I'm going to call BS on the Fargo thing, too. Yeah. You know, that's where Matt Hoffman's yep. from, and it that place is blowing up. You yep. cannot, there's no housing. There's tons you, of money you, in the yeah, Dakotas. There's no, no way you can afford Small to live in Fargo. Dude, your heating bill is $1,500 in Fargo, North Dakota. I love the cold. Oh, well, there you go. You know, I had a conversation, because I, I love chatting up the uh, rideshare drivers, um, but I had a conversation in Fort Collins where I just had a couple of questions because I'm like, I think it's getting expensive here. It's expensive in Colorado. Oh, yeah. The woman tells me that the town she's in uh, near Fort Collins, the water is a disaster. She's like, yeah, I pay $200 a month for water. You can't drink it. Like the what? water plant got poisoned or something. And I'm like, what is happening here? $200 a month? Yeah. And you can't drink the water? We're in the desert. I don't pay $200 a month for water. What's going on over That's there? Not good. For, yeah. I'm um, Fort Hey, take Fort Collins off the list and anywhere in Wyoming just to be safe. Boy, boy, you got next on that list quick. You're actually thinking about going to some of those spots. I'm just I'm just thinking about leaving Las Vegas. 
Wow. Yeah. That's disappointing. Well, now I'm planning well, you know, you, you, you planning can be on the show for life, Willie. I'm planning on the retirement video just to get Steve all broken up. Yeah, we talked about the retirement video with Brady. <laughs> okay. We are going to get into more Brady in just a little bit. Give me number two. Number two. Do I have to do this rant again? All right. The Pro Bowl <laughs> is now the Pro Bowl games. We know what it is. We already knew what the Pro Bowl was, and I had to yell at everyone in the audience and people on social media. Lots of people like it. Okay? If it's not for you, shut the blank up. Okay? It's not some validation of great football players. It's an event for the fans. Last year, the ratings finally dipped badly, and they made a change. But all this nonsense about Huntley's in the game and, oh, this guy, no one watches People watch it. I, it just drives me nuts. If you don't like it, that's one thing. If you don't recognize that average fans like it, then you're out of touch. That's on you, not those average fans. And the NFL does know what it's doing. A superstars-like setup with skills competitions and flag football on the ground where fans get to meet their heroes is still a great event. If you don't like it, shut up. I'm with you 100% on this. Give it like a spring training vibe to it. I think this is where the NHL All-Star Game has it right. They got the skills competition. The players are accessible. Um, Yeah, they have that scrimmage and they have that tournament style, but we all know it's not like a real game. But the the two or three days that lead up to it, they do such a good job of access to stars, showing some skills, keeping people interested. You know who else does a good job of skills competition during their All-Star weekend? WNBA? And people got, I mean, last well, let's, year. Let's not even, let's continue on that part. Let's not even get, because we're going to talk about girls and women in sports. Okay, yeah. Let's not even get into the bashing of that. But with the Pro Bowl, I was out there last year. There were 30, 35,000 people at the stadium, and I was blown away. You forget when you do this, you know, what it's like to be a real fan. These people don't have access. So, like, taking pictures of whoever you're here, Max Crosby from freaking a mile away, people are like, oh, and if you get more access than that, that is so cool. For the fans, the Pro Bowl games are here to stay. Also, be Pro Vegas. Please shut up. Big Ford Four brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. It's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins. Only on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. I got to calm down. I'm sorry. I'm just so protective of uh, Nevada and Vegas and. I just start yelling, and then I, I also really I get irked. We got the Pro Bowl games here this week. Switch from the Pro Bowl. I just get really irked with media people and then snarky fans who don't actually talk to fans and go to games and see what it's like to have access for the average fan. So that's why I said shut up like twelve times <laughs> before we hit the break. I feel bad now. But you get what I'm saying, right? We have, yeah. There's a lot of out-of-touch people commenting on sports. Yeah, well, I mean, if it's not for you, what, what is it doing to, right. to vocalize how much you don't like it? It's like, right. I don't like soccer. But right. I'm going around telling people who like to watch soccer how bad soccer is. I'll give you, I'll give you a prime example. We had the Stanley Cup in the building. We had the guy who handles the Stanley Cup. We do an interview with him. And afterwards, he's like, hey, you want to take a picture with the cup? And I was like, no, I just walked out. There was a line. We had like 25 employees out the door. It's not my cup of tea, pun intended. But I'm not like, idiots! Like They they think this is the greatest thing ever, this trophy. Greatest trophy in sports. Good for them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
I'm you don't call need to take idiots. It for and, yeah. and people who lo- people who love football yeah. who don't get access to these guys, whether it's you know the skills competition or the other events that are in town this week, or even at a game. You know, I took the SO, the significant other. She loves the Chargers. I took her to the Pro Bowl last year, and we went to the Chargers game this year at the stadium. She's like out of her mind. Yeah, we were she's taking pictures. We're, you know, we had decent seats, but I'm like, I'm just watching her. I, I don't like. I don't care. Like I'm at the stadium all the time, but I'm not going to be like dumbass. You know, yeah. and there's so many people out there who want to. They just don't know. Yeah, your like, sports soul love. has been crushed, man. Too many it, years in the, in um, the business. No, I still get a thrill out of watching games. Like I had a really good time last night watching UNLV at Colorado State, and yeah. the, the fans are going back and forth, and you know the coaches CSU is like kicking in the air. He's like close to a tee. Like I love, I love stuff like that. And I still, I love sports, but I don't, I don't get wowed like I would have, you know, when I was 15 or you know, right. 12 around certain athletes. I've had like maybe five athletes where I was like, Oh my God, where I froze a little bit, probably into my early twenties. And after that, I'm like, it's not a big deal, but I understand why it's a big deal to lots of other people. And the pro bowl games here are awesome. Willie got to cover something really neat today. I don't think you were in awe, but these are future stars. We got to talk to Brock Purdy last year and look where Brock Purdy is now. Can I, I'll cut you off one second. Just before I make the transition, I, I wonder what my reaction would be to being like right there with Tom Brady. I've never interviewed Tom Brady. Interviewed Drew Brees a bunch of times back to college. He came on with us on the show, but uh, like I wonder what you know, like someone who's that big, what you know, what it's like. Okay, so I think for this era, not we talked earlier about like our era of the seventies and then our fandom going into our journalism careers, but this era now, where we're at, mm-hmm. I guess it would have to be. I mean, when I cover, I mean LeBron James. I mean, that would have to be the biggest. But I mean, and then going out to USA Men's Basketball when they're here for their you know, their uh, camp, Mm -hmm. seeing all those guys. But realistically, him, and then for me personally, which I've shared this story many times, I shared it the other day on the anniversary of Kobe's death, is is shadowing him for a week when he was a junior in high school and then watching him grow. (laughs) But I think right now, for me, it would be LeBron. But I was not in awe. I would have to say, like, right off the top, if I sat here and broke it all down, um, young in my career at a UNLV game, and I and it was one of those times where I didn't care about the credential, and I asked somebody to take a picture of me with him, was Walter Payton. He was sitting in. He loved I mean, UNLV that's, basketball. That's neat. Loved yeah. UNLV basketball. Yeah. But he's he's my favorite football player of all time. And I'm a Cowboys fan since the 70s. But Walter Payton is my guy. And I got to take a picture with him. So that was cool. So Tom Brady retired today. Instagram, quick video on the beach in Florida. Does it do anything for you? Like, what What are your memories of Brady? Do you feel old? We were talking about every era that ends. We're like, oh, man. Like, like his career's already over? Yeah, You know, like, I, the thing that when I, I think about Tom Brady, I think about, uh, obviously, the Tuck game. And I just think about when I was really into watching football and I watched every game when Sunday Ticket, you know, kind of first came out, is me and my buddies arguing over whether Peyton Manning or Tom Brady was the better quarterback. That's what, and I was in the Manning camp. I was like, Manning's revolutionizing how this game is played. They're changing rules based on what he does. And I thought Tom Brady had a better set of circumstances. And it just, he proved me wrong in that, you know, over the course, you know, when he had two titles versus having six, it was just a whole different situation. So I, I don't know. I, I just was never a huge fan. I mean, I didn't have anything against him, but I don't. Him retiring was like okay. I, I, it doesn't it doesn't weigh on me. I had Brady because uh, everyone's like goat, 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 goat with the quarterback thing. The winning is not everything for me, so I had Brady as my fourth best quarterback of all time. What about all time sports, all time team sports winners? 
That's where I think Brady is the GOAT because of dealing with the modern era of football. Russell, awesome, but players didn't really move back then, Mm -hmm. and he revolutionized the game. Michael Jordan, an all-time winner. But then who else do you want to bring on beyond that? We were trying to name WNBA players. It's relatively new. Sue Bird, what does she have, four, five titles? Four. Right? I just typed in, because it's recency bias, we are going to look back at what Georgia just did and what Stetson Bennett did. I I know the team is great around him. Is pretty all-time in terms of, in this era, being able to win back-to-back titles. I'm not saying he's a top five guy. Like who are the greatest? Who are the greatest college football winners players? Because the national championship is really hard to win. Yeah. Like does anyone come to mind immediately? No. Player. I mean, players have their peaks where they're pretty good for like two years. We have to go back to the fifties. I mean, when I was younger, what you know, I didn't see him in college because I was, or I'm sure he was in college when I was alive, but I don't remember him when I was too young. But everybody always talking about Herschel Walker and, you know, the two Heismans yeah. about being one of the best players. Um, you know, Tim Tebow, he won two national championships, right? Won the Heisman. He comes to mind when and, – and then I just think of, like, you know, when I was really into college football as a kid before I went to college and, you know, selected my favorite team based on where I went was those Nebraska teams. They were, yep. they were just juggernauts. Archie Griffin, Ohio State. Yep. You have to consider. How many national titles did they win? I think he got his Heisman's, plural. Yeah. And that's a little different. College football is hard. Yeah. You know, because teams don't reel off multiple national championships. And I think everyone judges, or a lot of people judge uh, college football players through an NFL lens. So if they were great in college, like Tebow, I think a lot of people are like, eh. Like, no, it's not eh. He was really good in college. He just. Wasn't a pro quarterback. And Stetson Bennett probably isn't either. And when you're talking about all-time sports winners, you're talking about team championships because if we're going individual, there's obviously – that's different. Well, I didn't mention college basketball. No, college basketball. College basketball, we should go right to the top of the list, who, who is going to be getting a ton of love. And unfortunately, the guy who's passing him is going to get a bunch of hate, which I think is bull crap, and that's LeBron and Kareem. Lou Alcindor. Yep. College basketball. We were just talking about Lou Alcindor off the air the other day. That when you know when he got to UCLA, he couldn't play as a freshman, and they were a national championship team, and the freshman team at times would beat the varsity team's ass. And Bill Walton, because yeah, of, that's the because, one that comes to mind to because me. of Kareem. When you talk about college basketball, first name pops in my head is Bill Walton. Yeah, right. I mean, he's got many still today consider him the best college basketball player that ever played, and he has what three national titles because freshman couldn't play. So we're eighty minutes into the show, eighty minutes plus on Cofield and Company. Justin Watkins is here helping us out. Battleborn Injury Alerts, 766-1400. You call from anywhere in the state of Nevada. Our legal insider, our voice of reason. Our best beard on the show. Yes. No doubter. And damn good with sports and perspective. So Willie won't admit it. He won't admit it. But when he saw Tom Brady retire this morning, in a way he was over the moon. Because his prophecy of Brady not working out here. Kind of came true without we even, you know, we didn't even need to see it. But you've been saying all along, he's not the guy for the Raiders. So now he's not. All right, what do we do now? What do we do in Vegas now for a quarterback? What do we do? We go after Lamar Jackson, as far as I'm concerned. That's, I mean, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers isn't in the answer either. So now, let me, so now that Brady's retired, we can let that one die. 
We can make a new promo that's been running on on, on the on the air. Aaron Rodgers isn't the answer either. Because he wasn't the answer with Devontae Adams oh. in Green Bay. If Lamar Jackson isn't going to go back to Baltimore, you find out you figure out a way to get him here. Is that right? And I think that you he figure would, out a way. I think he would love to come to Las Vegas. I think we'd love for him to come to Las Vegas. I don't know if he would. Uh, if he gets paid, why I think he's going to he? love going to anywhere where he? he can win. Why wouldn't he? Well, I think he'd like it here. You just said. Well, I mean, the, but we're looking at it through our lens. Like, yeah, of course we want him. I mean, he hasn't said. He's not going to say unless he you know, gets a little loose on social media. Yeah, I think it would be a great landing spot. But if I'm the Ravens, I'm like, well, the rules say I can keep him whether he likes it or not. So it's, it's going to be on LJAX to freaking push and go, I don't want to be here. Like, and make it miserable where the Ravens are like, all right, it's not worth it. Is that going to happen? Is that going to happen? They're going to tag him. I think they're going to tag him. All right, and then then there's what? Threats of, I'm going to sit out? Absolutely. The tag and and the average salary, that came out the other day, the list is going to be $32.5 million. I was off by about $13 million when I first brought it up a couple of weeks ago. But that the price tag for the franchise quarterback is $32.5 million. But I think that he's going to, yeah, I think he'll hold out. I think he should hold out. I think he should, but I'm not. I mean, these are my dreams. I love when players go at the NFL because their rules are not fair to the players. But you think he's going to do it? Hold out? Yes. I'm, really? I think just based on what the decision he made in the playoffs. What do you mean? He was hurt. Right. But, you know, he, he decided that he was going to do what was best for his health. I, you know, I think RG3 coming in on that and saying, I didn't do that. And look what happened to my career. He, made, he absolutely made the right move. I thought was the most compelling angle on it. So if he's willing to do that, I think he's willing to hold out to do what's best for him, too. And on the way back, we'll address the elephant in the room, and that is the AFC West. And you don't have a franchise quarterback or a great coach. Then what? We'll get into Denver. My God, Sean Payton in Denver. You Raiders fans. Nevada Sports Talk Hour brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 766-1400. It's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins. Only on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Justin Watkins in with us. Battleborn Injury Lawyer 766-1400 is the number of offices in uh, Reno and in Las Vegas. Willie's here. And Henderson. And Henderson. You're, you're right. I, I keep forgetting to uh, mention Henderson. <laughs> uh, big day for both of you guys because uh, Willie covers a lot of female sports and uh, you have a stake in the game as well, Justin, as it is uh, National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Okay. My daughter, so I, my youngest daughter is a, a big into gymnastics. She's 10 years old, but she hurt her knee. So I said, no no more gymnastics. She overruled me along with the wife. Wow. They just go back to gymnastics. She hurts her knee again. Oh. But we just got her in. She's doing diving. So I'm I'm all for it. She goes into this diving class, and right off the bat, there's like, Three kids of Cirque performers whose kids are in the what? diving class. Yeah, dude. Like only only Vegas story, right? Like right. they perform in O. They're divers. You know, they're acrobats, and their kid they're gonna start their kids in diving. Pretty cool. So yeah, my oldest does volleyball. So I'm all about girl sports. It's awesome. I think. I mean, it's 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 fantastic day that again. It's one of those days where it's cool because. They get singled out. They get the recognition. But it's also something where you kind of go, shouldn't we always be celebrating women in sports? Because 
you know, the impact that they bring and, and, and I, I've always said that I, I was asked this recently. I was, I was a guest speaker at Liberty high school. I do a mental health project every single year. And I was asked what my favorite right now to, you know, you get to cover the Raiders, you get to cover the Golden Knights. What's your favorite? I said, my favorite is to cover women's sports. You know why? Because the uphill climb for women and you hear all the time about being paid equal. They obviously are pay. They're obviously playing with every single ounce of heart and soul that they could put into it. No matter what they're getting paid for as little as they are getting paid at times, putting their bodies at risk. Um, you just seem to see. I'm not saying that the NFL or the NHL these guys don't put put in their their efforts, but they're also getting paid millions and millions of dollars. The effort that you see in 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 some of these women, it's just absolutely incredible. The NIL deals, right? Go to a Lady Rebels game. You see what took place last week when or the, this past weekend when Reno was there, jam packed. They now have won the hearts over of a lot of fans that will return. Um, so, yeah, I, there's just a lot of passion and heart in girls and women's sports, and that's why it's always, always, always should be celebrated. See, I think NIL is going to be kind of the needle mover because we can claim we know what is generated in terms of interest with women's sports, but now, you're, now you see it. People want to spend money with them. Must be interest, right? Who is the uh, gymnast? She's got 6 million TikTok followers. Olivia Dunn. Olivia Dunn, uh, New Jersey athlete. Uh, LSU, gymnast, massively popular. And they're not one-offs. Like, the Cavender Twins are not one-offs. No. So, I think it's, it's actually going to help pave the future when companies see and then leagues see, like, hey, there's a lot of money here. Put some money into it. Well, and the trickle-down, like, you know, my, I'm biased because my kids are in that age right now, but, you know, my kids are entering middle school, and it's all about trying to find that community, find your group, find where you're accepted, and, you know, for me, in that age, it was all about sports. You know, I did wrestling my whole life. I did play baseball. But that's where I found my community. And for, you know, women at my age, there wasn't so many options. It was kind of like cheerleading. There was some track and field, cross country, and volleyball. I think that was all we had. Maybe maybe there was more. But um, it's great to see that my girls can find their people uh, through sports and help in these, you know, adolescent years as they're developing to, to learn all the great lessons that everybody learns from sports. And now they have some people that they can look up to, that they can follow on social media that are real stars. We have like 30 seconds left. Uh, you and I will have to finalize the barber appointment. Yeah. Shout out to Bluebird Barbers. That's my guys over there. And, uh, you know, we're going we're to get you over there. Get everybody over there. Scary. Real scary. I know Willie's into this thing. Having a whole crew of people that can help you out with your uh, your appearance. No, Willie will Willie will walk me through it. I get tended <laughs> to by multiple people at the same time mm-hmm. wherever, wherever I go. I know. Yeah. I'm well aware. Yeah. You look good. Okay. Yeah. It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. I mean, I'm telling you, for people in Vegas, you know about the uh, oddness of the company. I mean, I'm weird, too. But every day, it's, I mean, it's just one of you wackos is in here. You're all different. I mean, we, were, we, we just had every break, uh, but also the first block of this hour, just beard talk and grooming talk. And then during the breaks, we're doing it. And 
Watkins is looking at me and he's like, yeah, you got to shave the, the hair on your lip. And then Willie's into it. And then meanwhile, when we have Adam Hill in here, you know, I've talked to Adam about his, you know, eyebrows that are like Andy Rooney like, and he gets all pissed off. So you can't do that with him. And then we're coming back from break and Willie's like, man, I smell good. My cologne is working. I just what? got a new bottle yesterday at Sephora. Okay. All right. Nice Dolce Gabbana. I knew today would be emotional. Like I, I mentioned at the start of the show, range of emotions, right? Mm-hmm. You got a, a man who ruined my sports NFL life for 20 years. But I've, I've, I've changed over the last couple of years with Tom Brady. And I wake up this morning, and Brady's got a video out. He's on the verge of crying. I'm like, ah, it's, you know, it's sad. I knew when I came in today I was going to be like bouncing off the walls, right? And, and when that happens, Willie, you know what I got to do? Put down the phone. I can't go to Twitter because all, most of Twitter is built for just arguing. Mm. And this morning, I don't know why I sent it out, and I'm not going to say it's punching down, but it was kind of punching down. Some person on Twitter on the Mountain West Conference for men's basketball is like, no, five bids from this league is real. It's a real possibility. I wrote back. I'm like, that is one of the dumbest things I've read all day. I you you got to stop. And I know it's mean. Yeah. But do we want like reality or do we want to play in fantasy land? Listen, I don't. I really don't have a dog in the fight. I'm objective on NCAA bids for the most part. The Mountain West Conference is not getting five teams. And here's what happens. We go like week to week when we judge college basketball. And right now, there's a five-team group at the top of the conference. Right. And it changed last night because, well, Boise won. But I'm going to tell you why it changed a little bit with Boise. Boise won against Air Force. Close game, though. San Diego State goes on the road and in a mild upset loses to Nevada, which, by the way, is always a great uh, betting spot, right? You had Nevada getting some points against the top 25 team at home. So now San Diego State's down to 8-2. and two. Boise State's 8-2. and two. Boy, Steve Alford, coach of the year in the Mountain West Conference, I told you last week, right? Now they're 7-3. and three. New Mexico and Utah State play tonight. One of them is going to be 7-3. and three. They all have really good nets. Everyone's inside the top 38 in the net ranking. I'm just telling you, they don't do blind resumes when they pick the tournament. Five teams are not making it from the Mountain West Conference. But here's the other thing. Teams start winning, and they're like, yep, they're going to win seven of eight going down the stretch. Well, first of all, they're going to cannibalize each other. Secondly, just because, to this point, Air Force and Wyoming and San Jose State and Fresno haven't been consistent in winning, they're going to win some games. There's going to be upsets. They're college kids. They're inconsistent. And I'm talking about the elite teams. They're going to look past one of those teams. Everyone in that top five is going to lose a game or two or three that their fans are looking at and going, easy. So there's not going to be these unreal records. So while I would love to see the Mountain West Conference represented heavily in the NCAA tournament, I like to see the conference do well. It's probably not going to happen. And you saw last night. It got, it got crazy last night. Well, it's funny that you when you said, as you were saying, we have five, there are five in the top thirty-eight. I was pulling up the net rankings. UNLV right now is sixty-nine. Yeah, it's solid. Just but, one but, out of sixty-eight. But but they're, way, they're but not way, going but way get, out of the range to get an at-large. Absolutely. And these right. teams that are twenty, twenty-six, thirty, and thirty-four in the net. You watch. By the time the tournament, Mountain West Conference tournament comes around, which by the way, there will be upsets in that as well. So someone will probably have their dream dashed for that large in that. All these teams will be more likely around 35 to like 55, and that is the cutoff. It's the easy cutoff for the NCAA to go. 
Bubble. Sorry. I see two Sorry. teams. I see look two at the bad loss here or there. Get, get a, get a, like, as of right now, I would. Who, who, who do you think are getting? If, if you were to say, who's getting an at-large in the Mountain West? San Diego State. And that's it. And then I think Boise has a good chance, but they, they're going to have to go at worst 13-5 and five in conference. And they, I don't think they'll get upset, but they can't lose in the, the, the quarterfinals. It gets dicey, man. It's like people forget. I don't understand. Like every year, it's like it's nerve wracking in this conference. You're not a Power Five conference. New Mexico could be the first 20 win team in the conference with a win tonight, right? But they're in Logan, which is no easy chore. They're, they're dogs at Logan. I, you know what? I texted with Jeff Graham, our good friend Jeff Graham. You talked to him yesterday. I, I texted with him about this game and. He was unsure. I'm telling you, what, the, what they were going to do. The teams that are sitting at six and three right now could very easily finish uh, ten and eight. They're not even imagining that. Like six and three, oh, yeah, we're we're good. No, no, seen it happen. And then, by the way, I didn't mention the team in the middle of all this, a UNLV team that got out to a great start. You know, folded a bit because of injuries, and now they're starting to win games, mostly against teams they're supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. Although they were what slight favorite against Nevada. They were a dog last night, but I do have to go back to what Nevada did because they've now split. That's the other team that has a good chance in an at-large. I mean, again, they're going to have to go out and do minimum 12-6 and six in conference. They split with Boise and San Diego State. Yes. Steve Alford's done a hell of a job, and he's got building blocks. They play hard. And the conference, Willie, the conference is no different than it was a year ago. I mean, outside of, of uh, Utah State, because they're not real good defensively, it is man. These games are rough. Like people complain about the officiating. They were complaining about the officiating in the Nevada UNLV game down here. People are like, "It's out of control." I wrote someone back. I was like, "I think they showed restraint." The officials I'm telling you, and this is not to sound like you know spoiled media guy, but on the floor, I was like, "Oh my god, the contact." Because the Wolfpack are big and nasty and rough, and they don't mind. You know, th- this Keenan Blackshear, man, tough dude. It can get – and it seems to be every year in the Mount West, doesn't it? Down the stretch, the second meetings into the tournament where the teams that – well, you have your teams that play physical all year, but there are teams that get – they find them nads, and they get they toughen up down the stretch, and all of a sudden – that second time around, it's like, where'd that come from? And all of a sudden, physical play becomes a, a factor in the Mountain West Conference Tournament. I'll give you the other one. The team's on top of the conference to this point. Boise State, San Diego State. Really haven't had terrible, terrible injuries. Boise State got you know dinged up a little bit in the non-con with Marcus Shaver. San Diego State has been mostly healthy. The rest of the teams have had a super major injury like Graham E.K. with Wyoming yeah. or someone significant being down for a while. Are San Diego State and Boise going to get through the whole season without having a, a mega injury? I mean, last night it started happening with Boise because Marcus Shaver had been hurt at the beginning of the season. The ankle flared up a little bit last night. Najee Smith. One of those like six six two thirty guys, you know, do everything glue guy for Boise. He left in the first half, and let me tell you, Boise they, they don't go more than eight deep. I like the freshman Whiting they have, but they're not deep. So injuries could affect the second half of the season too. So I'm fired up, man. 
There's gonna be a lot of crazy results. It's the way it is in college basketball. You start to you know you start to count your your chickens, right? Hey, bids bids are locked up through nine or ten games in conference. No, they're not. You can fall apart. So, what's your prediction as of right now? Two or three? Two autos and one. I think three. Wins. I think three. Three. I think four is getting real aggressive. Four. I, I don't think there's a shot in hell at five because there, there's just, it's the conference is too even. And then the other problem is the team's at the bottom. So Wyoming has been at the bottom. Any game, Wyoming can hit 15 threes. Can I give you my hot take? Yeah. Let's do it. By the end of this season, three of those four or five that are up there in the top 38, they will do enough. UNLV makes the run through the tournament and makes it four. They'll win the tournament. UNLV will get healthy, make the run, and they'll get the tournament bid. They're not getting an auto bid. They'll win that tournament this year. They got to be healthy. I'm going to put that asterisk. They have to be healthy. What's have to be? They got to be healthy. They have to have their all their. They have a nine-man rotation right now. What if What if one of the nine men went down for the rest of the season? What if that happened? It can't be. No, it can't I mean, it be, can't be. It can't be Harkless. Right. Can't be Keyshawn Gilbert. Definitely can't be Keyshawn Gilbert or Harkless. Right. I mean, they got to have their key components. Let's. I mean, what's one? I don't know. You want to point it out? I mean, right. You know what I'm saying. But they, know, they have to have their key components. They have to run through. But they they play the way that they're playing because we talked about this last week. We talked about how I felt the schedule was in their favor. We asked Curtis Terry about this. We talked about it. They're playing. They look and they're playing like they did earlier, and then it just disappeared. I was like, what the heck happened to this team? And now all of a sudden they're 1-6 in conference. They're playing like it again. They keep it up. They can make the run. Uh, Danny, the head of the uh, vast research crew. Well, I'll probably have to get this after the break. You're betting against history there with that bold prediction. Semifinals? Last semifinal appearance for UNLV in the Mountain West Conference Tournament, 2015. I think it's going on seven or eight years now. It's been rough. It's been rough. <laughs> Trust me. Do they have the talent if they play like a 10 and 0 team, like, you know, like they were at the beginning of the season? Of course they can. Um, people are going to hate me for this in Vegas. I, I think Nevada probably has a better shot, and it says it in the record, but the way they're playing right now consistently, probably have a slightly better shot. And by the way, that their second meeting, last meeting of the season, last week of the season, who knows what that game could be for. That could be to keep UNLV off that Wednesday. I'm sure Steve Alford in Nevada would love nothing more than pushing the Rebels to that longer tournament, that longer path to the finals. 364-1100, 364-1100. Giving away an ESPN Las Vegas t-shirt. And what that'll do is it'll qualify you for a chance to win two tickets to the 20th annual Hall of Fame Players Party. It's at Resorts World on Friday night, hosted by Warren Moon, Shannon Sharp, Charles Woodson, Stephen Jackson, Andre Reed will be there, Rod Martin will be there. Go to eventbrite.com. It's B-R-I-T-E, eventbrite.com. Use the code MM2022. You can get a discount, but right now we're qualifying folks to go to the big party at Resorts World this Friday. 